1: Welcome to episode 117, part one of Two Goalies, One Mike. I am Dwayne Sunnell, joined by Ryan Drury from the Instigator Podcast. Here with a special NHL trade deadline edition. We are just about an hour out from the 3 p.m. deadline uh, for all teams considered who have pretty much already made their moves um, the days leading in. in a deadline we haven't really ever seen before with uh, all of the action around the league Rogers. Uh, i mean uh it's been a minute since we've had you on and happy to have you back bud
0: yeah it's great to be back man i uh yeah it's been a while but you know just been busy up here with with all my ohl coverage and everything but it's nice to have a minute to jump back on with you and discuss what's largely been a pretty boring day but like you mentioned the the lead up to it was pretty explosive but you know as far mm. as today's concern it's been a bit of a snooze
1: yeah you mean you mean nick uh nick Bo- nick bonino going back to the penguins did it get you six sixth midnight
0: not really <laughs> it actually had the opposite effect because i couldn't care less about that franchise but um yeah it's uh i don't know it, it just they're they're an interesting team in the mix of today because they've probably been the most active today and I, I don't really know what the goal is. Like, I, I think it's that they think they can squeeze one last push of significance, if you will, out of this group, but God bless them if they think that, I mean, if, if we were talking about, you know, the penguins of even three, maybe four years ago, I would understand it a little more, but. They're they're grasping at straws to barely make the playoffs as is. And you know, Nick Benino is not the Nick Benino of 2016-17. No, Dmitry Kulikov is not going to take a very, I would say, below average D core and make them good enough to win a round, in my opinion. So I think Ron Hextall felt the pressure of an aging core and said, I guess we'll I guess we'll just try this one more time. And they're giving away assets. And I think it's the wrong thing to do maybe they'll prove me wrong but i highly doubt it but their approach today has been one of note if anything but that just goes show how boring today has been we're talking about the pittsburgh penguins trying to rekindle old glory that i think everybody's on the same page it's just not there
1: i i I agree you know i actually this conversation earlier about the penguins it's kind of like you know i understand getting the band back together and just trying to you know see if you have one more run in you but like if this doesn't work and you see how much the East has really loaded up in the last couple of days uh, between the Devils, the Bruins, the, the Bruins somehow got better. Like, I, It's just wild to me. You get Tyler Bertuzzi, you get Dimitri Orloff. I mean, a guy I'm sure that you were obviously pretty fond of in Washington, you know, with the time in Washington. like I just like, I don't know. I, I just like the team got better. They're a juggernaut. Carolina, you know, is a better hockey team all these teams in the east tampa bay just these have just it's gonna be an absolute bloodbath in that first round um yeah it's probably the most exciting uh honest first round of hockey we're gonna probably ever see It's just a shame that uh unfortunately it doesn't look like buffalo's gonna be much in the mix for anything they went out and traded a you know player that you might be familiar with with the ohl josh bloom uh yeah to To the Vancouver Canucks for Riley Stillman. And I just don't understand it. I don't understand the thinking there. I don't judging from everything, you know, Kevin Adams has said, um, you know, we're worried about the future. And I don't, I understand he has term left on his contract, but this guy is, he's, he's, he's trash. He's not good. You know, I hate playing. I hate calling players that play in the NHL trash because they're not trash. They're play, they play in the NHL. They're going to have to play at the best league in the, on, on the planet. But like, in comparison to what we already have, why did you think this was an upgrade or a good or a good move for the future? When there is plenty of other moves out there that you could have made that would have been much more beneficial, and maybe you could have packaged Josh Bloom in a deal with maybe a second and you know another pick just to especially upgrade your blue line. Now that Darlene is out for at least another game,
0: yeah. I it's I don't know it's a bit of a head scratcher for sure I I guess I guess the feeling was maybe that they felt like they had a lot of depth in terms of prospects at a certain position and decided that made Josh Bloom expendable who's a good player and he's having a good year in the OHL obviously and um, we don't see as much of him being that he's over in the east but a good player and I think he's going to turn into a solid NHL player too. He's, you know, got all the smarts. He does all the little things well that would lend you to believe that he can make an impact in the NHL. And he's a good skater too. Yeah. In terms of Stillman, they obviously see something that they believe they can turn around and mold into a competent and impactful, somewhat NHL player. Because if they don't, you know, you the GMs take all the brunt of mm-hmm. frustration, but uh, you know, it is easy to forget that there's an entire scouting staff and director of scouting and player development that is heavily involved in these deals as well. Um, obviously, they see something in Stillman that makes them think they can turn him into an impactful Buffalo Sabre, because you're right. I mean, he's he's kind of had a sputtering start to his pro career, but they clearly think there's something there. So, I don't know. We'll see. Hmm what is he?
1: He's already, I think he's 25 years old. He's already on his fourth NHL hockey team. Like I just, I, I, I don't know. He plays, he plays with, uh, he plays with some snarl. He's a physical defenseman, which is something I guess that we are lacking and I guess we are lacking. I just, in terms of defensive awareness last night included and just everything I watched uh, in regards to him after the trade was announced, it's like, I just see a lot of defensive awareness that we saw with Rasmus Ristolainen. And, and I, I, that was, that just doesn't look good to me. Just doesn't look good. And um, when you're the third highest scoring team in the NHL and you're still on the outside looking in, I mean, defensively and, goal, and, and not, you have to find ways to improve. And I just don't think Riley Stulman's the guy.
0: Yeah, I don't think he's ever going to turn into a guy that, you know, is above, you know, like a five. He's probably a career third pairing defenseman, but if they Mm -hmm. can turn him into a guy that can pair up with a dude who likes to rush the puck and, and kind of screw his head on straight, if you will, in terms of picking up and not losing his defensive assignments, because the thing, I think the biggest knock I'll say about him and his game um, keep in mind, having never coached hockey at any level is that he's too aggressive he looks for contact when he doesn't necessarily need to lay somebody out he would be better served staying in position and making a good stick check or trying to take a lane away he is constantly on the hunt to lay the body and that's great we, you know you want guys out there particularly in your zone that want to lay the body and sacrifice and be physical but it's not the answer to every offensive scenario and if they can sort that out with him and pair him with a guy who meshes well with his style, then maybe you have something, but overall I agree. I don't think he's ever going to be a guy where you look back and say, boy, you know, they, they never would have got this far if not for Riley Stillman. And that's no disrespect to him again, like you said, Dwayne, but uh, yeah, I, I just think that Buffalo, they still have work to do in terms of quite clearly the way they play defense and the forwards are involved in that too. But when you have the third highest scoring team and you're on the outside, quite obviously your area to improve on is defensive structure overall and the blue line. And of course they're still waiting to see what they have and what their future looks like in goal. They've got promise there, but at, at this point in time, and we've talked about this before, that's all they have right now is promise. Devin Levi, UPL, you know, it, it is one of those guys going to turn into the dude? Linus Allmark doing what he's doing in Boston probably hurts a little. but um, does, yeah, it definitely does. I'm sure it does. There, there's no way it can't, right? But Boston's Boston, right? Like, you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't think anybody would expect Linus Allmark to have the numbers he does there if he was playing in Buffalo, who, are you know, have really improved. And I think the future is bright and I think they are definitely on the right track, but it's leaps and bounds. And there's still a few more of those to come.
1: Yeah. I, uh, I agree. Like the future, it does look bright. And for me, it's, you know, I was never a guy that was pounding the table and I needed Jacob And I've said this a couple times. Like I did not need. Yeah. Jake I saw Ch- your rant. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's right. You were in the comments. I saw it. But my issue with that is. He did an interview with Pierre LeBron. Kevin Adams did an interview with Pierre LeBron. said, if the trade makes sense for from a standpoint where it's not, it's a hockey trade. It's a trade that makes us better in the future. It's a trade that, you know, fills a need. I mean, granted, you needed a fit. You know, there's a need to, for a more defensively styled defenseman. But at $4.5 million a year for the return that it ended up being for Arizona, how can you sit here and tell me that that doesn't fit every narrative that you just gave us? And a first, a conditional second, and a second. Yeah, sure. Ottawa's honestly at this point their 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 first round pick might not be better than ours. It just, they just it just might not be. So it's like that fit every single one of your narratives. You know, it's still you know having him on your team, even though you'd have to eat his entire salary, you you would still leave yourself room over the next two years to sign Rasmus Dahlin to sign Owen Power. You still have Quinn and Paterka on entry level deals. Like, it just made sense. Um, yeah, the only way that didn't make sense is a left handed offensive defenseman, which you have plenty of right now. But it's clear as day you need help on your back end. You need you 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 need even if he's not a defensive juggernaut, you need help. And to see him go for that, and when you have such a wealth of riches between the OHL, between college, between you know what's going on over in Europe and in. Hold on. Hold on. I am sorry. Just just in. This just in. Breaking for us right now. In the middle of my rant, my chicken rant. Minnesota is trading Jordan Greenway to the Buffalo Sabres.
0: Yes. Okay. So that uh, that's an interesting pickup in a guy who's had a really disappointing season. But is still young and still has a very manageable cap. It believe he makes 3 million for the next two years. Um, Minnesota has, which is odd because Minnesota's like in a playoff spot. They're turning into like, you know, the bank of America here for other yep. teams in terms of salary. Don't, I, I don't imagine they retained any salary here, but um, that's a dude for Buffalo that I think can have an impact. And He's a guy that has more offensive upside than the very low point totally has this year. Big body gets in there. He's going to establish a four check for you. He can fight. He can do all those physical things. I think that he's probably going to find a pretty fun home in Buffalo, and become you know one of those power forwards of old that were so beloved in buffalo in the glory days i think he has and he's still young enough and has the potential to turn into something for the sabers i actually think that that's a pretty decent pickup
1: 100 i believe granado has experience with them too
0: yeah w- yeah yeah see- they'd be familiar with each other yeah
1: they're really familiar with each other so this move definitely does make sense he's a big guy uh, plays a little play, you know, granted, you said having a down year, but he's showing he can put the, he has shown he can put the puck in the net. He would fit really well on your third line, can fill in on your second line. And he plays a tough game. He plays with some snarl. And I think that's exactly what Buffalo needs right now.
0: Yeah. Well, he, he is a dude that is a specimen out there. And, and is a guy on like some guys in the league where he's got that size and, looks to use it at every opportunity. He likes to lay the body and intimidate defensemen. He can probably cause some turnovers, be a puck retriever. Jeez, I'd be scared to see him on a line potentially. Who knows how the chemistry all works out. Like imagine him and Cousins on a line. Like that's a and lot of meat coming down the ice at you. And I'm willing to bet you that's exactly where they slot him. Well, yeah, they're not going to acquire a guy like that that Donny meatballs has familiar you know familiarity with and knows his skill set they're not going to acquire a guy like that based on where buffalo is right now and just put him on the fourth line i imagine they're going to acquire him and want to try to maximize that potential people still believe he has and i believe it too i like his game he's a good player um they're going to try and put him in an immediate spot to make an impact as often as possible with that size. And geez. Yeah. If he ended up on a line with cousins, man, that's a lot of horsepower coming at you.
1: We're going to bring up, we're going to bring up some of his player profile pages here right on the screen. I'll share it with the screen, but that is a name that we even heard last off season uh, as a guy that, you know, Buffalo might be interested in It's not the first time we've heard his name in trade circles. Um, Let me just bring things up here just so we can get a better idea of the player. I mean, Analytic, even even analytically, um, do, 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 do. bring up his elite prospects page. Jordan Greenway. I just want. I'm just interested to see when he was with Granado. Uh, he played. He played in the World Junior Championships in the. U twenty team in two thousand seventeen U yeah hundred percent he has a ton of experience because Granado was there with the USNTDP program during those yeah. years two thousand fourteen so Granado is very familiar with the guy and this is a guy who I believe again it fits that mold uh, I'm pretty sure he's a player that's
0: still under contract they just recently signed him didn't they believe he's got two more years left at three mil which is like yep. you know. Even if this doesn't work out for some reason, it's not like you're saddled with a giant term or a giant dollar figure, right? Yeah, like, exactly. Does he does he kind of turn into you know what Nick Ritchie has kind of turned into with Arizona, where he went to Toronto, it really didn't work out, they got rid of him, and then he kind of found his game again playing for the yotes like is this a similar thing both guys that are big dudes that like to truck people around out there and have some offensive touch around the net like i think that this is you know we'll we'll wait to see what the return is i imagine it's probably picks i think that this is a pretty low risk reward you know low risk high reward move for the sabers
1: i I, again i I love this move you know i'm not gonna say i take away everything i said about friggin uh Kevin Adams over the last 24 hours, but I mean, I, I agree with you. This is a very low risk hire. you see it this year, uh, seven points in 45 games, again, not a great year. I mean, nothing's really going the right way in Minnesota to, be, to begin with. Um, but, uh, last year, 10 goals, 17 assists. Um, again, a third line guy who plays a big game plays with some, play some, uh, plays with some snarls and sandpaper, um, and that's something that Buffalo is really, really lacking. And I, again, I think about, like you said, him playing on a line with Dylan Cousins. That is just something to get really excited about, very excited about. Um, even the year before that, um, 56 games, 32 points. Um, I think this is a guy who could thrive under Don Granado, not just because he has experience with him, but a guy that, you know, Don Granado, who's proven over the last two seasons that. You Know he knows how to develop players and he knows how to get the most out of players. You know, the best case in point is Tage Thompson, even Casey Middlestat this season has, you know, had a career year under Granado. Um, granted, you know, he'll never really live up to that eighth overall pick he was taken with, but um, yeah, again, here, uh, per, uh, per Frank Saravelli, part of the package for Jordan Greenway to Minnesota is a second round pick. Uh, which I expected they have three second round picks in this year's draft. So I definitely expected that to be the case.
0: Yeah. And again, I, I just, yeah, I don't hate that at all. I just think again, even, even a second rounder with the dearth of picks that they have, it's just such a low risk move. And, Again, you know, Donnie meatballs has really proven that he is, uh, you know, a players coach. The guys there really yep. like playing for him. And as much as, you know, I'm sure you guys are frustrated there in in terms of the fact that, you know, Buffalo it looks like they won't make the playoffs. Who knows? Maybe they catch a run like what Ottawa's doing right now and and they sneak in. I I do think though that it's still motioning in the right direction. They're heading in the right direction. And adding a guy like this, who can really bring some rare size with good skating ability and isn't afraid to go to the net and clean up some garbage and having the opportunity to come and play in a system that's very up-tempo and with guys maybe like a Dylan Cousins, maybe like a Casey Middlestat, who have some offensive flair that can get him involved a little bit in terms of, cleaning up some rebounds and going to the net for tap-ins. I just think that this is, you know, a, a really nice little maneuver here by Kevin Adams who, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, say what you will, about the chicken situation, there's probably a lot of layers to that. I imagine Jake probably wanted to go to Ottawa. I'm sure that that was a team that he favored going to. He does have ties to the area, you know, playing, playing at the Academy there and obviously his dad. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, but this is a good little move for Buffalo. And honestly, like given the way the day is gone today, specifically probably one of the more decent moves I've seen all day. Yeah.
1: And this is definitely, I think this definitely, you know, in terms of um, in terms of, you know, highlighted moves for the day, this definitely tops the list. Definitely over Nick Bonino, if you ask me. Um, his oh, numbers this yeah. year don't look great. They don't. You know, uh, J Fresh Hockey on Twitter, and I'll share this to the page too, his wins against replacement is 2%. It's not great. But it's a physical – he's a physical defense first winger who takes a lot of penalties and struggles to put the puck in the net, has been a part of some effective lines in the past. Um, yeah. Again, I, I, I but I like the move. I like the move. He'll be given more opportunity in Buffalo without a doubt to, you know, prove that he is more than a fourth line player, more than a third line player, but chance, you know, he, I, I just, I think about the potential of him being on that second line, um, and just really adding some more size and grit alongside cousins. And it just makes me salivate at the mouth.
0: Yeah. And I just think that it's, that is the ideal scenario and, you know, people can get caught up in in the analytics and the numbers and, and it's valid. Yeah, like he's had a terrible year and he'd probably be the first one to admit that. But there's still that potential there for this guy to really round out his game and become part of a system that... Will fit the way he likes to play. Very aggressive. Very he's gonna get an opportunity to go out there a lot more and throw his body around and cause some turnovers and have really skilled teammates that he likely gets to play with, jump on top of those turnovers and create offense. That war number is gonna jump up, I think, especially if the ideal scenario works out where he catches some chemistry with a guy like Cousins and those two big dudes go out there and just run rampant on people. Like that's a pretty nice thing to to dream about because you know, that top line with Thompson out there doing all the great things that he's doing. And then you can throw cousins and this big horse out there and terrify some defensemen back to back shifts. I think that that's, you know, any team would want that, you know, remember, Hey, like there's a guy that plays for my team, Tom Wilson, when he came into the league for the first few years, you know, he was really misused and miscast as just this goon who ran around and took people's heads off. And he did plenty of that in his young career, but Adam Oates really mitigated what makes him effective. And for years, all you heard was this guy's a goon, kick him out of the league. What a useless player. Turns out that's not the case. And I'm not saying that Jordan Greenway is going to turn into Tom Wilson, but that size is there and he's got a rare blend of size and an ability to get to the net. And I think when yep. you pair him with a, a set of teammates that can, can utilize that and jump on chances that he creates, it, it could become a really nice mix.
1: Agreed. Uh, I know a lot of people love the way uh, Kevin weeks will announce a trade and this one's pretty good.
0: <laughs> Unreal. Can you say breaking news? how
1: <laughs> i got i got i guess i guess we don't get him actually breaking the news himself but pretty 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 adorable way to break the news and also i'm just gonna uh check in here i want to bring up some you know the j fresh page that we did just see so from Shayna, who does a lot of great content especially around deadline day jordan oh, Reed hasn't yeah. brought that much to the table offensively but he is a good defensive player uh, obviously you look here at his stats salary, 3 million, like you said, not a huge, not, not a huge risk for Buffalo, especially with the cap space that they have. But you look at the numbers here, you know, he averages this season, um, around 12, almost 12 and a half minutes of ice time a night. Um, obviously goals and, you know, points are, there's a lot left there to be desired. Um, but still a player that I think will definitely benefit from a change of scenery. And as we've spoken a couple times already a guy that Don
0: Granado is very, very familiar with. And, you know, obviously it speaks to what we were talking about before, where Buffalo wants to improve defensively and he does have good defensive metrics. And the thing about him too, At right. Is that,
1: stage, Sorry, is you sorry, know,
0: sorry. you don't, you don't need him to generate a ton of points. You just need him to find chemistry with somebody where the way he plays the game can effectively help the people on his line. That's what you're looking for. So if he can find chemistry with somebody and not necessarily get a bunch of points, but contribute to the line being successful and having a positive goal difference, then this is a success in my opinion. There's a – oh, never mind, that's not what I'm looking for here. Sorry
1: for all the unprofessionalism here, folks. Just trying to find some good video footage here of uh, of Jordan Greenway that we can look
0: at. That will start back. Seagulls sidesteps Greenway. Try to sidestep Greenway. Greenway back up Tap for Minnesota. He scores! A strong move by Greenway. He beats Domingue upstairs, and the Wild have a two to one lead.
1: The period, this a, you you the were the you were talking about this, like Brent Malinin for the after the this is announced. He's a guy that's going to cause turnovers, just like he did right there. The he plays with a big, big body, body knows how to use his reach, and you know he does have some finishing ability.
0: Yeah, I mean, look at that. He's got a nice shot, and. You know, I would say 80 to 90% of the game that you hear about from most guys that play, 80 to 90% of it is mental, right? If if he can come to a new situation, wipe the slate clean, say, I haven't had a good year, but now I'm going to come into a young, exciting group that knows how to play offense, knows how to score. I want to be involved and get a little bit of confidence back. That can really do wonders for a player, right? I mean, I, I think that, Again, I just think that this is, you know, I, I don't necessarily want to call it a stroke of genius by Kevin Adams, but I think that it's a pretty good move. Like, I, I can't really find an angle here where this is bad for Buffalo. Like, I, I just think that – um Minnesota's going to be happy to have a second round pick and, and wish a guy well and see him try and go somewhere else. And Buffalo is going to be very happy to get a guy who's a big power forward. That's got some offensive punch potential and can really, you know, intimidate people out there, you know, with his physicality and stand up for teammates, do all those little things that guys in the room love. I expect he's got the potential to turn into a really popular teammate.
1: Yep. And, uh, Another scoop in the last couple of minutes. Sounds like Oscar Sundquist is heading to the wild. So maybe that's part of the reason they made this deal to free up some space for
0: him. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think that he's probably just, you know, a depth fourth line piece. Yeah. Got some speed can kill penalties. I mean, that's about all I can say for him.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's not, not, I mean, not, a, not a very effective player. That's going to, you know, night in night out It's going to help improve your team, but actually no. here 12 minutes ago, uh uh Nicholas uh Kubell uh just signed a one-year extension.
0: Yeah, I guess he's gonna sign a one-year extension to stay in Washington. Obviously, they've got the space to do that, and he's he's found a decent little home in terms of you know the fourth line and and throwing some hits. Again, a guy much like Sunquist, where he's not gonna make like giant impacts, but he doesn't make a lot of mistakes out there, takes yeah. some bad penalties, but Overall, I'm I'm okay with him staying in Washington. I wouldn't be shocked if he got moved next year or something on a low risk acquisition by another team that's in better position than the Capitals are.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, speaking of the Capitals, we'll step away from the Greenway acquisition here for like you know how do you feel about your team right now? Because obviously, some promises were obviously made to Ovechkin that they would you know while he obviously chases this this historic record of Gretzky that they and I agree I I want it to be competitive a competitive chase, like where the games that he's playing matter. Um, Do you, do you foresee the direction of your team as, you know, especially with some of the moves they've made that they're still going to be making attempts to be a, you know, a winning contending team, at least, you know, next year, or do you see them kind of like maybe not hitting the reset, button, but maybe taking a step back and try and build more through their pipeline?
0: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy with where they're at because unlike the Pittsburgh Penguins, the Capitals are run by a smart management group and one of the best scouting staffs in all of hockey. Ross Mahoney is one of the best scouting directors maybe of all time. You look at the number of top three you know, first three round picks and and the guys that we've dug out in the fourth round and beyond that have become impact players for Washington over the lengthy tenure that Ross Mahoney has been in charge of our scouting staff. I, I'm completely confident in them restocking the pipeline, moving out some guys that, you know, obviously they weren't going to be able to resign in Orlov, which is unfortunate, but that's reality. They're accepting what this year is they're the most injured team in the nhl which you know ultimately at the end of the day is not an excuse but they are i think that their approach right now i mean like we don't have our number one defenseman in the lineup like, john carlson had his ear blown off by a puck like a month and a half ago like we don't have our best defenseman out there and again it's not much of an excuse and, and they are still competitive like they're four points out of a playoff spot yeah that- um
1: it's not like it's not like they've given up on the season. I don't think even with that that deal. No, with,
0: with I don't Rams. think they have either. And and they they still could make the playoffs. I don't care if they do, but I do appreciate the approach that Brian McClellan has taken. Where, um, in particular, the Rasmus Sandin acquisition. I, I'm I'm really excited about him being a Washington Capital. I watched him a lot in the OHL. I think the world of him. He's a 21 year old kid that really has the potential to become a really solid top four D I actually think that him and Orlov are very similar like he reminds me of young Orlov a guy who can really skate the puck is confident with it on his stick has a good shot and really likes to lay the body I mean the the kid with the hip checks that he likes to throw reminds me a lot of Orlov so I'm actually excited about adding a guy like that and not trying to go out there and fish for old rental players, like what Pittsburgh's doing with Nick Bonino. Um, I I'm happy with the approach they've taken. And I think that our prospect system right now is a little underrated. I like quite a few of the players in our system that are going to surprise some people by next year, I look at a guy like Connor McMichael, who has NHL games under his belt, who's doing really well in Hershey, a guy like Hendrix Lapierre, who has been marred by injuries in his young career, but is going to turn into a really good player. I'm looking at a lot of guys that I think are going to shock some people. And I am quite content with the direction of my Washington Capitals. Yes. Would I like for them to be high flying caps of old and competing and, you know, leading the division and winning president's trophies? Yeah, of mm-hmm. course. But. Reality is reality. You are what your record says you are. And Brian McClellan and his staff are smart enough people to go, this is where we are right now. And we're going to approach the deadline like this. Restock, bring in some young guys, get rid of guys. We don't think we can re-sign anyway and try and get healthy. See what happens down the stretch and then probably make some more noise at the draft. I'm, I'm very content with that.
1: Here's another one, a uh, minor league deal. Sabres have acquired defenseman Austin Strand from Anaheim in exchange for Chase Prisky. Um, mm. I'm not too familiar with either player. I don't know if you are.
0: No, um, I can't say I am.
1: Yeah, that's that's another minor league deal. I know I know the name Prisky. I know he was in our system. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I – again, just something probably <clears> – <throat> You know, to add depth down in Rochester, because, you know, that's a team that they hope makes a, a Calder Cup run this year. So, I again, I, I don't know much about the players there. But it looks like the second that was sent to, one of the seconds that was sent to uh, Minnesota um, was the second round pick that was acquired from the Vegas Golden Knights in the Eichel trade. So, the Eichel trade playing a little bit dividends in the current roster, which is nice to see.
0: Yeah. Again, you know, they're uh, they've already done well for themselves out of that deal. So uh, why not add uh, another piece that can be, uh, I-, I think what it, w- it will end up being a helpful addition. I-, I-, I think that Greenway can become an impactful player. Um, I-, I wouldn't, I, again, I wouldn't get attached to what his points sheet looks like, but I think that he has intangibles that the team is lacking a little bit that he can absolutely immediately inject into that lineup, get a bit of confidence. And once that confidence comes working yeah. with Donnie, Donny meatballs, once that confidence comes, I think he could turn into a guy that punches in some offense for you. Like you know, looking at some of those highlights we were watching, is it absolutely out of the question where this guy catches some confidence playing with a cousins or a middle stat and turns into a 15 goal score? Like those are valuable guys to have on your third line, contributing on your second line, you know, being on mm-hmm. a second power play unit, crashing the net. I don't think that that's out of the realm of possibility at all. I I don't, I think, don't think so either. um,
1: i'm just looking I'm, I'm looking up trying to find there's more trades coming in as we're talking
0: um yeah we're getting flooded with a lot of those uh a lot of those minor league deals to kind of move contracts around
1: jv apparently Detroit. james van
0: Reemstrike, right? yeah he's going to the red wings which is so they'll replace bertuzzi
1: yeah um again that looks like a team that I mean, they're going to be good, just like Buffalo, uh, for, for, for many years to come, even though the Atlantic division, in the East just looks really, really, really like a, like an absolute juggernaut for at least the next, you know, cup next couple of years. Um, until Austin Matthews decides to leave, uh, leave Toronto to go to Arizona. <laughs>
0: but, uh, yeah, yeah that, that's I, an, I just a- don't think that's happening. Don't think <laughs> I so just, I mean, Arizona has no money. Like, They're living in this pipe dream fictional world where the pizza guy down there is like, yeah, we're going to build this arena, which they still have no approval for. um, Because I think as the city of Tempe starts digging into all the details of what it's going to cost to bring this kind of thing to life, and then they look, think about about this, right? Okay, so this is a long-winded thought. Think about this. (coughs) Why, you're a city of Tempe city councilor. And I come to you and I say, I'm the pizza man that owns the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, That's not like some weird joke. The guy that owns them is this pizza guy. He owns a pizza chain. And I go, I own the Arizona Coyotes. At our height of success, which was a Western Conference final appearance in 2012 before I owned the team, where we had to give away 30% of the seats to get that full for a Western Conference final, right? Right. That was the height of our success. What we typically do is bleed red ink all over the place, never draft and develop players properly. When we do, they we trade them because we're atrocious and can't continue to draft well and support them with good players. So they always leave. So there's no star player for a fan base to attach themselves to. We can never fill our arena we can't even fill the mullet arena, which was a co- a college rink that's smaller than most OHL rinks that, by the way, sell out. And I want to come to your city and I want you guys to help me build an arena, a 19,200-seat arena with luxury boxes, yeah. and I want you to help me pay for it. W- what What would possess the city of Tempe Where's the track record of of thinking that this is going to work? It never has. They have have nothing to fall back on to go, hockey fans want to come and watch this. What hockey fans? Where are they? How are we going to consistently generate revenue? There's typically a deal that's worked out where the city gets a certain percentage of ticket sales, concessions, event bookings, because you're going to want to have concerts there, of course. Where Where is that revenue going to come from? This is a team that just a couple seasons ago in the bubble was defaulting on player and staff payments. Defaulting, meaning the checks bounced. Professional sports team. And now you want me wild. to come, at, you want us to have you in our city build a brand new dream shed for you that <laughs> you'll never shed. fill. <laughs> you'll, you'll never fill it. You'll never fill it, right? It's just all smoke and mirrors bullshit. I, I'm just so sick of this. I'm sick of con I did it on my show last night. I'm so sick of having to talk about this embarrassment of a franchise. Do you realize that right now they have a cap hit of I think about 62.6 million? Yeah. 56.7% of that is dead contracts of guys that have retired or are on long-term IR or retained salary for players that aren't even on their team. Yeah. And when you consider that, that cap hit of what's left of that, what 38, 39 million, I can't do math. Yeah. That's just the AAV. It's not actual real salary. I think someone tweeted that their actual salary is like $29 million. This is an NHL team. Why would Austin Matthews to come back around to the start of the conversation? Why would he want to go there? It's, it's understandable when a guy like Stan considers going home and he didn't, or, or when John Tavares says, I want to go home, that's the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah. They, they do not, they make money just farting. Like they, they just make money making stuff. They don't even have to move and they make money. They, they played in Calgary last night and half the building was Leaf fans. That was in yep. another Canadian barn. Of course yep. you want to go home and play in Toronto. Yep, this all oh, I, I have- want to go home nonsense. Austin Matthews, I've said it 70 times. If Austin Matthews wants to take a promised it. 15 million dollars to go home and have the checks bounce within a year I guarantee and the team probably moves anyway and and wants to leave a competitive situation in Toronto I don't ever want to hear him say the words I care about winning ever again because he doesn't
1: I love it how just like a little joke of mine just led to a 15 minute Drury rant about. No, I about, just
0: can't take it anymore. About why are we doing this? What what's happening? Like why are we propping up this franchise? And you know what? Get you know what else chaps my ass about it, Gary. Old Gare Bear and his cronies the other day send out an email that gets leaked on social media by all the insiders that they're like, oh, we're going to monitor all these teams and make sure that you're not adding players to go on LTIR just to bring him back for the playoffs, you sneaky devils. But the Arizona Coyotes can do it 700 times. They're still paying Chris Pronger. It's just Chris insane. Prong- Chris Pronger hasn't played in the league for nine years. They have
1: so much. They have so many
0: dead contracts in that organization. Pavel Datsuk, Pronger, Jake Voracek's the latest edition. They're retaining some of Patrick Kane. They'd have a <laughs> Hall of Fame lineup if it was 2008. They'd probably win the, probably win the cup. Oh my they God. Have they have Shea Weber. They have Shea Weber. Like, (laughs) so, but, but, oh, but Gary teams that want to compete and actually make money and have fans that do well, don't you dare acquire a player that you can sneak under LTIR and bring in for playoffs to try and God forbid win, but the Arizona coyotes, you guys can just load up on every old fart. That's never played in the NHL for 15 years and stash money. That's totally fine. It's unbelievable. Oh yeah. What a loser
1: mentality. From 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 Darren Drager just now, JVR likely heading to Detroit. Deal isn't done as the Red Wings are in the process of moving another player. So expect another player to be moved out of Detroit to make room for JVR. Um, <laughs> that's interesting. We're 16 minutes away from the deadline. Um, obviously, uh, I would expect this is probably it for Buffalo. I mean, I wasn't even expecting this, uh, but. Again, it's a nice surprise. It's a very nice surprise. Uh, I, I I tweeted out earlier, this is turning out to be worse than the Bob Corkum trade deadline. <laughs> That's the only move we made. Uh, just I'm just extremely, extremely, extremely happy that we added some defensive ability. Uh, I mean, he's not going to win the Selkie, but he, he's, a, he's a guy who takes care of business in his own end. He plays physically, uh, a very physical yeah. game. And again, we've seen that he can score in the past. And just hope that, uh, you know, he finds his scoring touch under Don Granato, like many other players have have under him.
0: Yeah, and I, and I think that with his physical play and at his most confident, he's going to be stomping around out there, high-stepping into guys, laying yep. people into the wall, getting the fans jacked up. The fans in Buffalo love their physical players, and, and rightly so. They love their lunch pail, guys. And yep. I I just think that he's gonna end up being I, like he could end up being a real fan favorite there. I think oh, within, aside. you know, a couple months, some Greenway jerseys are flying off the shelves down there. I, I think he has the potential the black to become and red. a really, really well liked guy.
1: The black and red goathead jersey, baby. Get it get it out there, get the greenway out there, even though oh, they're such out of goat. You know?
0: Such a nice jersey. It brings it back is, memories of old. I I for love me, that I jersey. I think it's the best
1: it's it's the best jersey in the league. It always has been for me. Um uh, again, that's my biased opinion, but I think many people outside of the It'd be outside top five of, for me. Yeah, it, it's such a nice, clean jersey, and uh, I, I guess they're going to be wearing it on Saturday uh, at home against the Lightning, which you know they've only lost one game this year against uh, one wearing that jersey, and every single time they've worn it, they scored six goals or more. Um, Rock and roll. Comment here from uh, Jake Watkins. Between this and the stillman, it seems they're trying. They're not trying to. Yeah, trying to go after someone like a JVR or a Meyer or someone with offensive upside, they know they can score and they need to defend and get a little more physical. Um, Stillman. Yeah. I, 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 you know, makes, I guess this, this deal makes it a little bit more sensible why they went after Stillman. And from the physical standpoint, I still think I wish I would have rather much more a guy like a racco Gudis or, you know, Fabro out of, out of uh, Nashville um, <laughs> than Riley Stillman. But yeah, again, that, that, that does seem the direction that they want to take. And Kevin Adams did mention a couple weeks ago that, you know, when, when looking to add, he wants to improve the toughness of this, of this roster.
0: When he's done that and and Jake's bang on, I, I, I think, I don't think Buffalo needs to be going after the Myers of the world or an aging asset in JVR who can maybe still make an impact. I mean, when healthy, he's still an effective player, but I think he's right like Buffalo they've shown that they've got the flash and dash they've got the flare they've got Tage Thompson who's flying around out there looking like Mario mm-hmm. revived with the big albatross arms they've it, they've got they got Cousins who has turned into a workhorse and he, what a great number two center to have those guys as your one, two punch for the next 10 plus years. My God, mm-hmm. what a luxury. They've got the Quinns coming up. They've got the Paterkas. They got all kinds of offensive skill already. Uh, not to mention what they got going on on the back end. I mean, yeah. power and Darlene and all these cats, my God, like they, they can put the puck in the net. Now they, that's the easy part is assembling all the guys that have the skill and can do the fun stuff and electrify people and, and, and put up the numbers. The hard thing to do is shutting the other guys down on the opposition that can do the same thing. Yep. That's where they've got to make those improvements. So I think Jake's bang on with that. And I think Kevin Adams has targeted a couple of guys that hopefully can uh, turn into some decent assets and help them round their game out a little more. Cause that's really all they need. They need that. And for a goalie to step up.
1: Yeah, uh, UPL. Who you know, it wasn't he wasn't the reason they lost seven one last night, but I mean, it was he's been very inconsistent this year. Um, I yeah, mean, oh holds, yeah, he has he holds a pretty bad GAA. Uh, he does show up. He does show up in some games. Not show up in some games, but he has shown up in, in in enough games where you know he's been able to pull out a win in spite of the play on the ice. Um, but I think in terms of the future of the go- of the goaltending uh, in Buffalo. Uh, you saw them move away from Eric Portillo, Michigan goaltender yesterday. They traded him to LA, uh, shades of Cal Peterson. When we had Cal Peterson and he, even though we didn't trade him, he left in free agency to go to out the same organization, uh, to play under Jonathan quick. Um, <clears throat> I wish all the best to Eric. You know, he is a former guest on my show and, you know, very, yeah. very smart, well-rounded kid, but I kind of said this yesterday too. I said that, you know, as much as I like him, I think he's gonna be a good goaltender in the NHL someday. Um, kind of the inclination that I got and many people got was he, he sees the writing on the wall. He sees that UPL has gotten a huge chance this year. Devin Levi has been like the most touted goaltending prospect in all of hockey. You know, he tops the list in terms of our pipeline. And, you know, the guy that fans seem to be most excited about. Um, And for good reason, you know, he's had, you know, back-to-back seasons uh, at Northeastern that, you Know are considered some of the best, uh, in all of college hockey history. You know, it's the best last year was the best year a goalie, a college goalie has had since Ryan Miller with Michigan State. Um, yeah. so I, you know, I some people would say that he saw that writing on the wall and he chose they he informed the team that you know he didn't plan on signing, which is why they traded him. For me, I don't, and I say I don't want Eric Portillo with that with that kind of mindset, but as a goalie, it's like. It, 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 honestly any player in any sport you really find out about a player when their back is in a corner and you know they're faced with adversity so do i necessarily want him tending goal for me if he's willing to run away from a challenge i don't know so it looks like you got your phone out there do you have any news
0: for me well apparent. apparently we there there might be Apparently JVR to the wings might not be done and it might not be a thing. Apparently there, there might, that trade might not actually be happening. They haven't confirmed it either way yet, but they certainly haven't confirmed that it's done, but there's some rumors flying around now on NHL radio, I guess that, that Detroit is not acquiring him. So we'll see. Um, but again, for that, for them to lose Bertuzzi, which like, I understand it. Um, okay. So Chris Johnston just reported van Reemstike is not being moved to the Red Wings. So, okay.
1: So okay. that's not happening. All right. Well, breaking news, everybody, as we reported earlier that, uh, he would be moving to the Red Wings. He is not going to the Red Wings. So there we go.
0: Yeah. It's interesting. And like, it's weird too, because like, you know, if I'm Philly right now, I I'm trying to just get whatever I can for some of those older veteran guys, like, yeah, you know, they, they got a, they got a long way to go in Philly. Like they're where Buffalo was five years ago. Yeah. That's going to be a long hill.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. Um, eight minutes left till the deadline. Uh, any other expectations in terms of, you know, players that will be moved? I mean, if JVR was going to get moved, they got eight minutes to figure it out. So. um he at is, this he point, I don't moved. know. He didn't, he didn't say he isn't getting moved. He isn't getting moved at all. He's just not getting moved to Detroit.
0: Yeah, at least as of right now. That's what they've okay. confirmed. He, he has not been moved to the Red Wings. Um,
1: okay. Um. He, he doesn't have any type of no trade clause or anything, right? I think it's just pretty much, you know, whoever they decide to send him to. I think
0: he call. might have a limited no move clause. Yeah. Um. Don't quote me on that, but I know when he did resign in Philly. I think that there was something built into it, uh, in something like a limited no move. But yeah. Um. I don't know. I, I don't really have any expectations for the end here. You always see a flurry come in that are filed and they're catching up on the files. But mm-hmm. um. I was kind of hoping, you know, if anything that that the Caps G like I was hoping Brian McClellan would would sell more. Um. I, you know, maybe they're trying to see if they can turn Anthony Mantha's game around because he's just not worked out as a capital. Like, again, it's just a guy who's big that doesn't really use his natural physical tools and just hasn't really panned out. And honestly, I'd rather have just kept Jake Verana all those years ago. Like, what was that? Two seasons ago we made that trade. I'd rather just kept Verana. Um, so I was hoping maybe they could move him honestly in the off season. Cause I don't think it's a trade you can do now. Cause he's got two years left after this one. If they can, you know, get rid of Kuznetsov yeah. and, and cash in on him, which probably wouldn't play well with Ovi, but honestly it would be better for the franchise. I think that they just got to start getting younger and Kuznetsov you know- is still in that range where you could get a good, good price for him. Um, other than that, though, yeah, I don't think there's going to be too much more other than, like, you know, we talked about it last night with uh, some of our Leaf guests, uh, le- even leading up to the to the deadline. You know, <coughs> Toronto, what are they going to do with that, you know, first-rounder that they got that's Boston's that they got in that Sandine deal? Um, you know, Kyle Dubas has proven he's all in. What's the sense of holding on to that pick that, at best, is going to be 29th overall? And at worst, is probably going to be thirty-two. Like I just don't know yeah. who's stopping Boston. Um, you know, you, you've traded away your other, you know, picks. Like at, at this point, mm-hmm. you could still use a top-nine forward. Why not? Why not try and go do that? Which I'm sure he's probably trying to do right now. But we'll Troy see.
1: Stetcher to Calgary from Arizona from Elliott Freeman. So Fr-
0: and- so Stetcher's going from Calgary to Arizona
1: to Calgary from Arizona. Yes.
0: Oh, from Arizona. Great. I wonder how much salary they're retaining. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. Uh, probably the whole fucking
1: thing. Uh, Underwear. um, and he, he was the player that was involved with the trigger Zegers thing. Correct.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. He was, was the one then, that yeah. was real upset at him on the ice for something he said, which it turned out was not, about his what his was dad. what
1: was initially thought about people yeah, thought it was yeah. About his dad and
0: typical yeah, social people. media people pick up on a story from some guy who said yeah. this yeah I was at the game and I heard him say like it was just yeah. farcical man the social media you can't believe everything you read on there you know
1: yeah I agree um I mean if in in, in you know in a nutshell I would say in terms of what I think Sabers fans expected out of this uh out of this deadline, was much up here to make a playoff push especially with Alex Tuck being week to week uh maybe hopefully he'll be back sooner rather than later. Dalian expected to be out tomorrow which is a huge blow especially with how much he contributes all over the ice on the power play even on the penalty kill. Um the guy just does it all. He's a Swiss army knife or a Swedish army knife or yeah, types of knives they use over there. Uh, yeah. and on top of that, you know, a Norris trophy candidate. Um but um, bringing in Jordan Greenway, hopefully at least on in the defensive zone, that helps helps these, uh, helps this team a lot because last night that team gave up. They gave up uh, after going down four to one. Granted, the game was pretty much over. It's the Boston Bruins. You're not going to score three goals on them in five minutes. It's not happening. Yeah. Um, but if you look at the, the the goals to follow, even 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 on, on their second goal. Dylan Cousins, who we talked about extensively earlier, Dylan Cousins absolutely with the most despicable effort I think I've seen from him all season loses a battle on the boards. Uh, I forget his name, Luke, Luca, or I forget his name with uh, with Boston. Um, and he anyways uh, has the puck out front. All Dylan has to do is take one hard stride and put his stick on him. That puck isn't in your net, and he literally looked like somebody pulled the controller out of the out of the PS Five and. He was just coasting and staring at it, staring at it. Like, oh, was
0: that uh, was that the Laukanen goal? Laukkanen, yes, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. yeah, yep. yeah. And not a was... great effort from him, honestly. And that's just a, a an example of a young player still ironing out that consistent yeah. sixty minute compete level. But I'm not worried about Dylan Cousins. No, you know, I, I, I would never worry night. about.
1: I would never worry about Dylan Cousins in terms of effort. He's always going to give his all. But what I guess what irritated me even after that is the fifth, sixth and seventh goal, literally your entire, all of your forwards are just not even just allowing them to skate the puck into the zone, like really honestly, without any impediment, but they watched the entire time, even on rebound, even on second opportunities, nobody's engaging. Nobody is. It, they gave up. They absolutely gave up. There's no, it wasn't a long shift. It was, they gave up in that game and they left you peel the dry and you know, I felt bad for UPL. He got very, you know, visually frustrated after the one goal. And it, it, he broke his stick over the crossbar. And, you know, I don't fucking blame him. You know, your team gave up on, on you in front of you. That's frustrating. Yeah. Because he absolutely, especially in the beginning of the game, he was playing more than good enough to win. And the team in front of him just took a, an absolute piss down their leg. And, you know, I look at those goals, and maybe one or two of them were very high-level skill goals but in terms of the other five those just you just guys making stupid mental errors in your own end and not playing smart defensive hockey
0: yeah and i think it's a great you know video room moment i think it's a teachable moment for yeah. which i'm sure sabers fans are are sick of hearing about um but the, again, this young group is on the right track, and it's a good opportunity for Donnie Meatballs to call everybody in and say, Listen, mm-hmm. like, you know, th- this stuff's going to happen, but here's where I'd like to see, uh, you know, maybe do something different on this play. It's a teachable moment. And honestly, at the end of the day, because of the injuries that they're facing right now with, with Tuck, who's, you know, turned into a, a really beloved star there, yeah. and Darlene, I think maybe within a year's time, because I think that there'll be a team that's pretty active at the draft. I think in a year's time, we might look back on what Kevin Adams didn't do and go, boy, I'm glad at that time we were frustrated, but I'm glad he didn't go balls to the wall and sell off a bunch yep. of pieces just to try and grit our way into <laughs> the playoffs. When we had, you know, key contributors out of the lineup and, And we still weren't quite ready, but then come back to training camp. Another year smarter, another year hungrier to just try and go to the next level. They know they can score. They can score with the best in their third. But I think that next year we're going to be looking at the Sabres in a better position and go, boy, I'm glad that Kevin Adams didn't sell off X, Y, and Z last year because this year, look how much more prepared we are. I think that that could be it. A lot of everybody wants to see their team make seven trades on deadline day. Everybody wants to see improvement. but it is exciting. It's something to talk about. Right. But I think that quite often, and you you know, you read about them, like guys looking back, you know, telling old hockey stories. Sometimes it's those moves that don't get made that actually end up, you know, you, you hear about them years later and look back and go, boy, I'm glad that didn't happen. Another trade to announce
1: per Jeff Merrick, Rasmus Asplin from Buffalo to Nashville. So we do have one more trade in the works. Let's see what this brings us. It, I mean, not oh. seeing that's a Fabro. I mean, I think you need a better return to get a guy like Fabro. Uh, but I would imagine this is some type of package for either a goalie or a defenseman.
0: Yeah, I, I I really do wonder. Yeah, Asplin from Buffalo to Nashville. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder what that could be about. We'll see. He's
1: a he's a solid, you know, bottom line guy. He plays good in his own end.
0: Yeah. Um, good in the dot, good penalty killer.
1: Yep. Let me see here. Yeah, we'll per, see. Per Jeff Merrick the Buffalo Sabres have traded Rasmus Asplund to the Nash live tweeting here on two goalies, one Mike.
0: Absolutely. That's all what this right? he's all about. It's probably one of the most exciting things that's going to happen to people all day. Scrolling Twitter is seeing this because like, you know, I understood it. And, and I think we all went into the day knowing kind of what to expect just because of how hectic everybody kind of got their business done well ahead of time, unless you're the Pittsburgh penguins grasping at straws. But, um, everybody kind of did their damage leading up to this. And yep. boy, you know, the West, I think the stars getting Max Domi is a sneaky one. Cause the stars might be the best team in the West. And yeah, that conference is just a dog's breakfast this year. Like, and I'm not saying that to be disrespectful. I think Winnipeg is going to have something to say about that. Ultimately at the end of the day, the Edmonton Oilers after a conference final appearance last year said, we're going to make some changes too. And we're going to bring in a guy like at who's hungry for a cup. But ultimately I think Dallas is probably the most playoff suited team to go on a run. I'm not trying to take away from the jets or, or the Oilers who are probably the other two teams that you kind of look at there and go, yeah, maybe, but then, you know, that's not even comparable to the East where you look over there and you go, man, there's like four or five, maybe even six like monsters where you're like, man, there are going to be some really, really disappointed fans in a couple of markets after the first round in the East Yeah. That is a, uh, that's a gauntlet.
1: Yeah. And um, per Elliot Friedman and Jeff Merrick, uh, they are extending uh, Fabro in Nashville. So the trade will not be for Fabro unless they're extending him now via a trade. And there's some other package coming back with Rasmus and I know uh, including myself had my hopes up there that this would be a deal for a defenseman. But it doesn't look like it will be uh, Fabro. Again,
0: another move that will probably happen, but it's probably a draft move.
1: Yeah. So just sitting here waiting for this return.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. Fabro's
1: deal is one year at two and a half million.
0: Jeez, seems I mean pretty they,
1: pretty reasonable.
0: Seems seems like a very movable deal. <laughs> like I yep. yeah that's interesting. Willing to bet um,
1: this deal for... Uh, this, this is probably a pick coming back. I'd imagine. I, I can't imagine that they're doing anything... You know, of really... This is a deal of substance with Rasputin. A,
0: a seventh rounder. That's what it is? Jeff Merrick just confirmed Nashville sends a seventh rounder in 2025 for Asplund.
1: Yeah, and it's, again, it's a numbers game, you know? Yeah, really. Yeah.
0: It's just about contracts at that point. Yep. It's just a b- so. body, body out. So...
1: The Habs are done for the day per Chris Johnston. So are, let me see who else announced that they are done for the day.
0: Yeah. And they're not, they're not moving Joel Edmondson. They're going to hold on to him,
1: which is kind of depressing. I I, I like Joel Edmondson a lot. Um, I think he has term left on his deal too, obviously. Um, it was yeah. Like two years,
0: years, I think. Yeah, yeah. So
1: that would have been a nice ad. I was actually kind of high on him like last month uh, leading leaning a deadline. I talked a lot about him on two goalies, one Mike. Um, but again, um, maybe there's something last second come here with Racco Gudas who's been you know, I don't think there's anybody really any talks about them extending him down in Florida. Uh, doesn't
0: sound so, that way.
1: Yeah, it doesn't sound like that at all. So um, how do you feel about this trade deadline? Trade deadline week.
0: Well, the week was great and there were a lot of great moves and moves that are exciting and, uh, and are, you know, obviously very water cooler chat worthy, but you know, the day itself, is probably the worst trade deadline day of all time, but um, the, the action leading up to it really, you know, when you wind the clock back and start it with that Bo Horvat trade everything that followed that has been exciting there have been some big impact players who've been moved some big mm-hmm. contracts signed as well teams really putting their stake in the ground trying to you know cut themselves out from the pack as contenders i think uh i think that you know as we hit the deadline here um i think that you know it, it's probably safe to say that you know the men have separated themselves from the boys and <laughs> um I think a lot of people are just kind of on the, you know, it's Boston's it's Boston's to lose. They've proven that their head and shoulders better than everybody right now. What's the playoffs look like?
1: Exactly. And uh, do you think adding Jordan Greenway and Riley Stillman, even with Alex Tuck out, is it going to be enough to get Buffalo over the hump and into the playoffs this year?
0: Hmm. Like, probably not but you never know because you know three weeks ago up here we were all saying the same thing about the ottawa senators yeah and there they are you know they're four points out they're on a heater Mm -hmm. they spoiled uh showtime night at msg last night patrick kane's debut like they're beating good teams here and like you know do i think that Ottawa is wildly better or more ahead of schedule than what's going on in Buffalo. Not at all. I think they're actually pretty comparable with where they are and where their young star players are at right now. Um, You got Kachuk and Jimmy Stu over there, Tim Stutzla doing his thing in Ottawa. Now you add Chikrin in the mix. And then you look down at Buffalo and, and you got Thompson and cousins and Darlene and power. Like I think they're in very similar spots. So, I don't know ultimately if they will make the playoffs, but when you look at what Ottawa's done, could Buffalo could Buffalo replicate that? I think so. And then it, really it's going to come down to the goaltending and how, you know, screwed on they can get in terms of playing defensive as a team. But when I look at the teams ahead of them, cause yeah, they're, they're going to have to leapfrog some teams, but like, are the Islanders way better than them? No, they just have the goalie. Like imagine Sorokin played for the Sabres. Like the Sabres, yeah. then then I'd be going, oh, 100% the Sabres will make the playoffs. I, I'd be all in. They're j- they just don't well, have they'd a, goalie be in a better there position yet. They'd yeah, be yeah. in a better position right now than they are with Ed Sorokin and not- that. Yeah, they're probably six, maybe fifth, even, you know, if they've got that goaltender, right? Who can, like, literally, there's so few guys in the league, but literally can steal you wins. Uh, but when I look at them in comparison to the Islanders, do I think the Islanders are, like, uncatchable and way better than the Sabres? not at all and even pittsburgh do i think pittsburgh even with like all the legends that deserve all their flowers on that team like do i think that they currently are way better than buffalo no so i think i i'll give you a percentage i think buffalo's got a 65% chance of making the playoffs better than 50 better than 50 i'll take yeah. that right now especially i'll give you 65
1: <laughs> Again, with the injuries that we have to, again, Darlene and um, <clears throat> Darlene, and then, obviously, Alex Tuck, who is a huge blow to this lineup in terms of everything he does. It is. The team. Yep. Um, you know, Jordan Greenway, you know, again, that gives you some hope that, you know, Adams is taking, again, that fits the mold of what he's been talking about, a guy meant for the future, helps you now, um, but doesn't hurt you, doesn't prevent you from your youth playing in this lineup. Um, allows, allows guys like Jack Quinn and JJ Paterica to still get the amount of ice time they've been getting all season and, yep. um, adds to that toughness, man. He just does. And I'm excited to see him. Hopefully he's in, he's in town in time tomorrow to debut.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think he should be. That's a short flight. They'll, they'll yeah, yeah I, I, I would think they would get him there. Um, but yeah, I, I, honestly, like I, I like that move. It's like a sneaky, good move. Um, Yeah, I I just, I really have no problem with it. It's like a real, it's a real win of a move for Kevin Adams. Adding a guy like that still has pretty high potential for a pick that you could more than afford to give up, really. Agreed.
1: And just, I'm uh, checking in to see who, what other teams have been announced that they're done. Um, John Klingberg has been traded to Minnesota. Yeah. Got it in just under the wire. Wow.
0: Which. Like again, Minnesota is such a confusing team, right? Because like they're retaining some salary on guys, they're involved in these three-way trades, they're they're selling on younger guys like Greenway, who, yeah, needs a change of scenery. And then they go out and they bring in Klingberg and and you just kind of like you know, sense. what are you, Minnesota? Like decide, you know, like and 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 I think Klingberg is a good player who's having a disaster of a season and should fire yep. his agent. But, you know, like even at John Klingberg at his best, do I think that it gives Minnesota that much better a chance of even winning a round? Not really, unless Marc-Andre Fleury or Gustafson can and Gustin playing really well. It looks like they got a goalie of the future there. Uh, a guy that came through the Ottawa system. Remember, he was the uh, world junior goalie in Sweden. Uh, I want to say on the 2016 or 17 team that stole some games for them. Ottawa traded him away. And obviously, Minnesota has him. He looks like a, a future stud. Um, but, you know, e- even if him or Flurry turn into like a world beater. And Caprizov puts the team on his back. I mean, I don't know, maybe because it's the West they went around, but I just don't know what John Klingberg realistically does in mm-hmm. terms of helping them get over this big playoff hump. I, I don't know. I'm a li- I'm just a little bit confused. Of, you know what Billy Guerin, like what are, what is your team? Like you tell me, Bill. I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's, it's definitely, I, again, I don't know really what <laughs> direction Minnesota is going. And you trade Jordan Greenway. You, you're kind of, you kind of appear to be a seller and then you go get a guy that.
0: Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it's like, what? it's not like he's young. It's not like he's really young. No, no. He's what? He's what? 30 or 31 now? Like, you
1: know, if, if anything, you know, you know, Philip Hornick would have made more sense. You know, guys, you know, Jacob Chikrin, I guess would have made more sense in yeah. terms of maybe the direction of your team. But I mean, this is, yeah. You
0: talk about funny. that Ronick deal too. Like speaking of teams that have no rudder, like what the hell are the Vancouver Canucks? Yeah. On? Like they didn't trade Brock Besser. Like I, I like I, I know you'd love to keep a Brock Besser and they didn't end up trading Miller either. You know, the Penguins apparently were hot to trot. At least I haven't seen that they've traded them unless they snuck something in under the wire. Mm-hmm. Like they're just, a, they might be, you know, I, I know Buffalo and, and your fan base has gone through a lot of frustration over the last decade plus that's Vancouver right now. Like what a melting pot of just heat from the media there, the fan base, like people out there just hate the Canucks management. And for good reason, they, they just, they're, they're just out there heading for the iceberg with no ability to turn it. Yep. It's gross out there right now. Yeah.
1: and. uh the Devils just announced via their own Twitter account. Uh, they're officially done for the day. No trades to announce. Um, still nothing on the Sabres. Um, obviously, just a few minutes ago, we had that about Raps' Don Lean come in. Um, I don't think the Capitals have announced yet that they're done or nothing to announce. Um, and again, you you, 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 t- you touched there about Brock Besser. Um, why why is he still on your team? I I, I don't get it. Uh, there, definitely interest right there was definitely interest there had to have been
0: sure and i mean he's he's obviously you know the, the injuries the poor kid has just been so stricken by injuries since he came on the scene had a couple really good years to start off his career and he's like injured a lot obviously he went through all that stuff with his dad too like i actually think you know talk about a guy you could use a change of scenery and yeah and a reset. it's that dude um on a pretty manageable cap at two 6.67 for two more years again probably a guy at this point now that like should get moved at the draft like if you can get you know a low-end first round pick for him or at least a you know a second and a good prospect particularly a defenseman if you're that organization um that's probably i guess what's more realistic realistic to happen but yeah i'm i'm sure there's a lot of people in vancouver there'll be a market right now today that's a lot of people are probably scratching their heads, uh, I, I would think.
1: Yep, I, I agree. Um, hearing Minnesota for John Klingberg since they're going to going after all the Swedes, I mean, that's right. S one as a Swedish hockey, Swedish player. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I man, I, I when it comes to Brock Bester, too like you said, very, very riddled with injury throughout his career. The you know, the unfortunate with his father, just um, guy, just, again, has not had it easy in Vancouver. Um, you see guys around you that have you kind of grown, grown up with there with, you know, Bo Horvat leaving, especially your captain, you kind of almost expected him to be gone by today. You know, he expected it. And uh, yeah. I had imagined at this point, even Vancouver would probably have to eat a little bit of his salary. I mean, regardless, if that's not a bad cap hit for a guy like him, a guy who could put the puck in the nut, they're probably maybe gonna have to two million of that salary.
0: Maybe just simply because the team would be worried about his injury, you know, the the likelihood of an injury. The Flames, boy, the Flames—they got Stetcher and Nick Ritchie in that deal, so that's interesting. Yeah. Um, In that Stetcher I like deal,
1: Nick too. I, I, I yeah. like Nick Ritchie a lot. Funnily
0: enough, traded for his brother. Stetcher and Ritchie go to the flames in exchange for Connor Mackey and Brett Ritchie. So that's, a, that's a that's interesting kind of brother's a brother swap there. The crack, the, the crack say, uh, I, I'm not sure I, uh, off the top of my head, if brothers have been traded, I'm sure, I'm sure maybe it's happened. The crack say that they are done. Not much action from them. Which I agree with. I Ron Fran, Ron France didn't need to do anything. Honestly, you're a you're a second year franchise and you're in a playoff yep. spot, playing really well. Like that, like run with the casino money here. Like it's yep. everything, everything that you're achieving right now is is gravy, in my opinion. Yep. So just stick with your assets and do your thing.
1: I agree. I, I agree. I'm just like I said. I, we're gonna stick around here with you guys for a few more uh, for a few more minutes. Just. To, Kind of see, you know, who's announced that they're done. You know, it's it's a, it always happens every deadline. Uh, you know, deals that are in the works before the 3 p.m. deadline. The, you know, you let the league know that you're working the kinks out, and maybe there's something still to announce. I don't know <clears throat> from every any team. I'm just, you know, I I'm, I know jurors is over there scouring the Twitter machine trying to find out if uh, other teams have announced that whether or not they're done. And I haven't seen anything yet from Buffalo, Washington. I'd assume Boston's done. I don't know how they can get any better than what they are right now. Um, Yeah. I'm not not seeing anything from those teams. Detroit, I imagine, would be done. Um, Minnesota makes it official about Oscar Sundquist. Uh, They've acquired Oscar from the Red Wings in exchange for a fourth-round selection in the 2023 draft. So he's gone. Um, Is that the same guy? Uh, No, I don't think it is. He's massive. He's a big guy. Sundquist like very big like Tage Thompson big I don't think that's him is it
0: Oscar Sunquist I don't know that he's Tage Thompson big
1: there's a guy they have a guy like in a Detroit one massive
0: Oh I think you might be thinking of Michael Rasmussen maybe he's he's 6'6 and he actually I'm pretty sure just got put on LTIR I think the Red Wings just shut him down for the year
1: I want to say it's the Red Wings the Red Wings um I want I, now. I'm interested now. I want to know since we're just kind of here, waiting, time, finding, waiting to see if uh, <clears throat> there's anything of substance still going to come uh, come out of any te- from any teams. Um, yeah, I can't remember the name. I, I can't remember. I I, I, I I don't want to say it was it, it was Rasmussen though. Maybe it was. I don't know. Um, six six. It must have been, yeah. They have a guy, yeah. Uh, they have a guy, you know, asking, a guy Guy's an absolute tank. Um,
0: is he a rookie too? I think he's an NHL rookie this year, although I know he did play games for them last year, so I don't actually know if he qualifies as a rookie anymore. But a young player, like, yeah, he's a young fun. dude, yeah, and have, he is a big guy.
1: Strike me as uh, 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 like I just don't remember that being the name, but. I don't know. It'll come to me. Um, but, again, guys, uh, excluded Florida because they did nothing. I mean, we're going to give this, I guess that I'll give this a few more minutes, and then we'll, we'll obviously we'll sign off. Uh, having Arda O'Kale on later tonight from ESPN to do a full recap of the NHL trade deadline. Uh, Arda, great friend of the program. Going to come on with us for part two of episode 117. And Ryan, again, thanks for coming on, man. I know it's been a minute. I'd love to get you on more often and maybe even do like a weekly or biweekly segment with you, man, because I always love having you on. You're, you know, second to none, at least for our guests, our consistent guests are concerned in terms of knowledge of the game, especially at the junior level.
0: geez lay the butter on extra thick. i got it buddy i got it holy cow uh no hey man i i love chatting hockey i i don't know how you know intelligent i am with you know the the ins and outs of the game i i I don't know i like to think i pay attention um but yeah it's it's fun man it's fun to come on here and chat hockey with you and the guys and again anytime i'm available you know where to reach me
1: Yep. And you know what, man? Same goes for me to you. If you ever need me on the instigator podcast, I'll, uh, I'm always willing to come on, man. Just give me a heads up. I'll, I'll always, uh, I'll always stop by and chat some puck with you and you and the other guys. So, uh, 100%. still nothing, man. Jesus. Usually by now, you get a majority of the teams have announced whether they're done or not. We've only gotten a small handful, right?
0: yeah like three three or four maybe five now have confirmed they're right done so yeah i don't know if there's just some uh as as Ovi said on the uh all the spn commercial some some late night filings or mm-hmm. something going on i don't know <laughs> but um yeah i'm sure we'll see a couple more trickle in but you know at this point now i d- i doubt it's anything of like huge substance claim yeah. might be the last like big you know, player of significance. It was something
1: of substance that something would have leaked out by now. Right. Like, you know, I would, I would, if if, if you were finding out, if you were finding out a a premier, not even a premier, but if you are Brock Bessner, Brock Bessner was on his way out out of of Vancouver. Something would have been leaked remotely. Yeah. I, yeah, I think so too. So, uh, with that being said, uh, this has been episode one seventeen. Part one of two goalies, one Mike. Uh, I am Dwayne Sanal for Johnny Cullen, who couldn't be with us today. Uh, but again, really thanks for coming out with us. Um, one question, one last question: What number does Greenway wear? Uh, he wears a number of the twenties, doesn't he?
0: With Minnesota, I want to say he was wearing like yeah, twenty or or thirty something. It might have been like 26 or something like that. Mm -hmm. Let me see. Let's get an image of him. Uh, He is wearing number 18 with the Minnesota Wild.
1: I thought it was in the 20s, so I don't think anybody has 18 with Buffalo, so there's no problem getting that number. I, I don't believe so, at least. No, roll? actually, no, he can't. It's retired. Danny Gary. That's right. Cannot wear yeah, really. 18. So
0: can't have, can't have that.
1: Maybe he goes 81. A little Miro Chetan action. Wow. Yeah. Did.
0: That would be interesting. The uh, devil himself.
1: So, but yeah, uh, excited to see. But you know, he wore 24 with Minnesota.
0: Okay. So 18 might've just been like the number he wore as a rookie. Yeah. That's what we thought. Like he had like 24 Dylan cousins. I can, well, yeah, yeah. You're not having that. I, yeah, I could picture him with a 20 with a two on his Jersey 18. I think he wore as a rookie. So Yeah. yeah. So there you go.
1: Yeah. I would say maybe he goes 42 or 81. If you want to reverse either of those two numbers, I mean, I, you know, who knows what number he picks the two numbers that he did have though, with, uh, with Minnesota, uh, One's taken and one's retired. So uh, this has been episodes 117, Part 1 of Two Goalies, One Mike, brought to you by Outlet Liquor, the place to buy a case, over on George Urban Boulevard for all your Sabres game night needs. Make sure you get over to Outlet Liquor. I am Dwayne for Johnny Cullen. Um, You guys have a fantastic day, and I'll talk to you later tonight. Let's go, Sabres.
0: Whether you're looking for professional development as a sportscaster, different career paths, or if you just want to be entertained by hearing some of the best storytellers in the world tell their own stories, this podcast is for you. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit our website, saythedamnscore.com. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kandel from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod Six One Seven, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts.